episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfish, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. I know I have. On Motto, every profile is verified by a real human and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, gain queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit TheaterInTheNow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. And Aussie did it! Drag Race Down Under finally gave the crown to an Australian. Too bad it was a subpar finale. It's time to talk all things Drag Race Down Under 3. Alongside Philly Johnson, Precious Enemy, and Am's Accessories Own, Devin, hello everyone. Hello. Stop. Um, I think we're coming from like three different time zones right now, possibly, right? Maybe? I'm on on the East Coast. Oh, okay, maybe two. I don't know. Yeah, East Coast. I, yeah. It's hard. I don't I don't know how to <laughs> do math. Um I got some drag news of the week. The cast, the drag race to tell you three, is here. I have still not had time to look at it. I will look at it eventually, but all I'm going to say, I can do a better job at making a Microsoft Word Windows 2000 uh, 1995 um promo than they did. Um, it's not even centered. It's not even centered on the image. It's really, really bad. You know, the thing is, Italia does really good promo videos for their girls, but yes, the promo images are like, like that's an afterthought, and they're like, this looks good. We'll go with that. Because I did see the um, the intro trailer for it mm-hmm. uh, briefly, mm-hmm. and it did look like it's like okay these girls do look like in a way exci- i'm excited to watch italian that's never a thing that comes out of my mouth wow yeah i listen i'm very excited for it i, will I think say, also like, having a larger cast might be might help yeah uh, because of last season me and uh scouts on are mocking the promo looks that's how i got um new friend of the podcast millennia to listen to the podcast so it's a, it sometimes <laughs> it's a good thing when your promo shoots really suck um has anyone else gotten a chance to look at this cast no have not i i predominantly listen to a lot of english speaking seasons just because i hate reading subtitles and like mm-hmm. reading makes me fall asleep That's so fair. literally like so i do down under uk and uh i do philippines because it's a mixture right yeah you know yeah. what it's 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 very helpful you learn words and and sometimes there are words that cross over in different languages which is really helpful and then when it doesn't cross over because there's two different kinds of spanishes it's not helpful anymore and you're like well fuck but i tell you we will be talking about it on the podcast as always um 
As always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown the editing the television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these real people get an opportunity to go on television and share their character, but they've also put themselves in, in the position to discuss what is said of the podcast for entertainment to discuss reality TV show. Now, now, Devin, I just saw your mug. It said Australia on it. Um, it, it did. You recently got to visit the great country of Australia, which is also a continent. Um, yes. What was it like being down under? Uh, initially, the time zone and the jet lag is awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what it was, I think we jumped a three quarters of a day or something in time zone, so it was pretty That's rough. Insane. But um, or like it's it's nice. It's we didn't do a lot of touristy stuff, but we were in um, Melbourne, but. Uh, like lots of cool stuff to see and just kind of wandering around in the streets, the little cafes we'd stop into and um, like amazing people that we got to meet down there. So, um, and you got to meet definitely... some of the queens from this cast. Yeah. Um, we met, I, I, I still go into those events and I still don't know who half of them are. Cause there's so many <laughs> girls. to go. I just, it's just a lot. So I'm telling you, we're going to give you a cheat sheet next time. Uh, drag on, we'll give you a cheat sheet. <laughs> All right. Um, third season of Drag Race Down Under is over. We're, we're going to talk about the season as we go through the episode. Um, but I'm going to give you all a challenge right now. Give me one word to describe the season. Precious, we'll start with you. Oh, God. Um, I, I Come back to me. Okay. Ophelia. Uh, <laughs> uh, underwhelming. Yes, I like that one. Devin, give me a word. I'll hyphenate it. Another season. <laughs> That's fair. Though. I like that one too. Now, Precious, your turn. Okay. I got it. I got it. Labucci. Listen, I'll give it Labucci. I'll take. I will take Labucci. <laughs> As you can tell, this is my yes. highlight of the season behind me. Um, Gorgeous, gorgeous. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Drag Race Down Under. We will talk about it at the end on how we can fix this franchise because I do think there are fixes for it. I don't think RuPaul's going to like the fixes, but there are fixes for it. But let's dive in. They are the top three. Fuck yeah. Isa says it's been seven weeks of competition. They've been high and low, upside down, and all Gabriella wants to know is when she got high. Which, same. When, when did they uh, get high? Do they allow Wacky Tabacky on the set? I hope they do. Right? It would make it a lot easier. Gabriella knows that Hollywood is fierce competition and she has no idea how she managed to survive the lipstick against her, but I do. I can tell her how. You didn't lie to Rue about your age and you actually showed versatility and vulnerability. Hollywood, that's what the judges are looking for. Yep. Now, Flora's shocked as she was looking at Hollywood the entire time, but my friend, um, Doc Walking and Death Drops do not make a winning lipstick all the time either. Isis will float the idea that Holly missed lyrics and she wasn't serving face, which she didn't reveal herself and floor will chime in that she didn't even reveal her age is that going to be one of the dumbest scandals in drag race history uh yes because years past contestants used to lie about their ages all the time on the u.s seasons no one really gave a shit yeah um it's just like with the drag race wiki people can like figure it out eventually and feel like, why would she lie about her age? I still, no one's given me a good answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's 
absolutely gorgeous so i don't see why she would need to if anything it's right. like a bigger feat to be like look i'm older and i still look like this right that's why i'm so proud to say that i'm 36 because i still get told i'm in my 20s uh devin does that happen to you well i guess i'm the worst judge of how old somebody is like i can't ever determine that so but people i've had all sorts of year ranges for me too so what's the oldest you've gotten Oh, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I actually can't even remember. All right, fair. That's fair. You just don't want to share. You don't want to say. It's okay. okay. I just honestly okay. don't remember. All right. Well, oh. Gabby will congratulate the two winners in the room for the double win. Now, Isis has three wins, but Gabriella went to the school of Lucy LaDuca as she says that she has too many challenge wins, so she has three. I love you, girl, but that does not count. It does No, it's not okay. Um... Is that going to be a new rule? Do we have to tell future contestants you can't say it or we're going to mock you? Um, mini challenges don't count. Or should they count? I think certain ones should count. Like, re if you win the library challenge, that should kind of be like, should be like, it should be like half a, half a, half a win. The photo shoots should be half a win. But if you're doing like a rinky dink, like, um, game and you won the game it's like okay well you won the game that was that was it oh, uh, like sitting a pick crew member like this in a pick crew member yeah exactly whoever is strong enough to throw the other girl off is gonna is gonna win the challenge uh yeah i think it's like because sometimes some of them because also too a lot of times you won't see a mini challenge get aired even if they did it because based right. on either either story or or uh, what else is going on that day they'll cut the mini challenge to be like oh we're just not going to air that one that's fair. That's fair. Um, I mean, to be fair, this season, no one would get an extra point for winning the mini challenge because the pit crew did. Oh, yeah. That was such a bad reading challenge. So bad. Oh. Really, really bad. So bad. Isis knows she's in a great position with three wins in the finale. She didn't lip sync at all. Gabby lip synced twice, but she's still there. And Floor states that you can have all, all the fucking wins, but you have to have personality. And for once, I agree with the yappy chihuahua. Talent mm -hmm. is great, but personality makes you a star, which we will discuss at the end of this episode. We will have potentially our first Australian queen be crowned. The odds are in that favor. It's two to one. Let's go. It is finale day and the top three screen their way into as they prepare for the final stretch. They will do that stupid thing where they will say in the workroom, it feels empty and then do the echo effect. I'm really over it. Um, like literally, if I search my notes from just this year, the amount of times that's happened on any season, they got to get a new gimmick. Surely they have other ideas. They're, they're creative types. But first, since there is no reunion, it's time to walk down memory lane. We will begin with the moment when Ivory fainted. Remember her? Judy um, <laughs> almost died. Um, yeah, I still think she might come back one day because that was still one of the more iconic moments of the season. I could see them do, if they decide to bring back a girl from a previous season, on to the next one, I could see it being her. Because like she also was, she also was very feisty. Like she was trying, like she was like, doing her best to make good TV. And they're like, um, no, but we don't really like you, so bye. Yeah. Um, Ophelia, do you think it was real or do you think she faked it? Uh, I think it was real, but if anyone deserves more uh airtime, it's faux fur from last season. So definitely <laughs> not, definitely not. Don't bring back. 
That's fair. That's fair. Uh, we had Nibblegate with Ashley Madison. Um, really, I've said it many times this year. Do we need a universal drag race rule? Devin, free the nipple or pasties? I I don't know. I I think when you know that your outfit is not fitting properly, yet like do that. But if you're incorporating it in as part of the outfit, then no, I don't know. Because it's it's really wild. Like literally, I think within two three weeks, we had three different examples on three different franchises where people got red for the nipple or they didn't get red for the nipple. So I just want one universal rule. Though we will have a behind the tinsel curtain moment where Floor will reveal that Rue did ask production to ask Ashley if she wanted to cover her nipples. If you get that kind of message, me thinks that's what you should do. Do yeah. Gabby will set herself up and remind them that she had no voice and both Isis and Floor want that to happen again as it was lovely <laughs> to not hear her talk. Now Isis will tell her that she made her verse work with what she was working with and what I alluded to the podcast last week, she didn't waste any personal lyrics on that challenge nope. so she can use them this week. But we'll get to it. Now Gabriella will give Floor credit for fighting really hard despite the week when they all said that she should go home. She's not bitter at all. At all, right? She's totally bitter. She's so bitter. Very bitter. She and then we will be, Yeah, we will be reminded that Adam Lambert was there. And I ask you, my lovely listeners, if you would like to purchase me tickets to see Queen plus Adam Lambert, I won't say no. You pick the city, I will be there. Um, <laughs> I'm really scared that this might be like the last one. Is that morbid? Is that bad for me to say? Or old? I've seen Adam Lambert and Queen twice. It's a really, really good concert. Did I cry through one of them? Completely. Absolutely, I did. Gabrielle is ready for Rue to walk in and tell them what the fuck they're about to do, and she's in luck. Rue is here. I really hope when this season has like a production-wide vent sesh that they hire, that they fire whoever styled Rue this season because it's not a good look. Like, it is summer in New Zealand when they're filming, and Rue looks like she's going to go roast some chestnuts over an open fire. What is what is the difference? Why does Rue have different looks depending on which franchise she's on? It's how much she I think she cares. <laughs> That's fair. And I think she doesn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think she really cares about you. Down Under. It's just more of a another. Just she wants her name on it. That's essentially what it is. That, that's that's definitely fair. She probably doesn't. Well, Aldi doing a bunch of outfits for her, her and they're just like in a warehouse and she just grabs a bunch and goes to the country. That's probably <laughs> what it is, honestly. Rue tells them they have one more chance to prove that they have the charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent to be crowned down under his next drag superstar. They will need to dig deep as they collab on Rue's new single, Crying on the Dance Floor, the Deep Down Under Mix. They will write and record their own solo verse. Now, for those playing along, this is the third lyric writing challenge in eight episodes. So, yes, Gabby, you were very much in luck that you didn't waste shit on the BMX Bitches track. Mm-hmm. Do you think this was too many music challenges? And why do you think we got so many? And if you think there were too many, what challenge that we didn't have would you replace it with? Nafili, let's start with you. Uh, I do think it was too many because once BMX bitches happened, I was like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And then this one, yeah, this one was also a yeah. Um, but I think that just anything more comedy driven should have been happening, but obviously from the reading challenge, it probably wouldn't have played out well. Yeah. And it's interesting because like sometimes 
based on what the challenges are, you're going to have certain people excel. And I think if it was more comedy driven, maybe we would have a different outcome this season. I don't know. Um, Precious, any challenges you were missing this year? No, not really. I just, I, I think it's like when they start the season off with like a musical number, it always feels like weird. Cause it's like, we haven't had a chance to get to know anybody yet. Mm -hmm. And I figure that works better when you have like midway and then you do the girl groups. Cause then that's when you get a little chance to get more of their personality at that point. Um, but down under hasn't done a rusical at all. Has it? I don't think so. So, yeah. So I think it's like in your, in a regular season, you usually get like the rusical challenge, the girl group challenge and then the finale number and then all stars will sometimes do a number you know to start the show right. off but yeah i think it's like when they i think i didn't need the first one i would have much rather have done a the you know who uh, show us who you are runway hometown runways because mm -hmm. i like those and you get an idea of like their personalities but yeah the the initial one was like okay mardi gras i get it but i didn't need it right I mean, we did not get a branding challenge this season, and obviously um, they're still nervous about the Piss branding challenge, so maybe they're not going to do a branding challenge. <laughs> but you, you talk about not having a rusical. There is a perfect um, actual musical that they could use inspiration for, and that's called Priscilla. We have not had a full-on Priscilla moment on Drag Race Down Under, mm -hmm. which just seems like the biggest mistake since it's drag-based, and that is essentially what australasian drag is is that is the root of it mm -hmm. um devin what about you um well i think that maybe the hidden reason they had more music challenges this year is maybe the franchise doesn't make as much money so they crank as much music into that as possible so rupaul can make more money off that yeah because mm -hmm. everybody buys that stuff yeah because and... you can you get the money off the streams uh downloads yeah you have that little extra extraness yeah now i, so I, I think, will yeah go ahead i i think that's a unofficially a, it could be a good reason why they do that to it's a cash a hidden cash grab that people don't realize but and, like I, I was about to say like i love campy ship and the music from season two and season three the the girl group challenges the campiest songs they still get stuck in my head so whoever's writing those very good job um, and and you're welcome, RuPaul. I'm giving you money every time I play um, Bosom Buddies because I play it way too often. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, you're right. I think that's part of what the Drag Race brand has become. And it has changed ever since um, Read You Wrote You. Once that became the streamed song, they said we have to have a music challenge in every franchise. And then when you have stuff like UK Hun, um, Pop Off Ate, everybody is trying to capitalize on it um so i get it i mean drag race it seals our money and seals our time and mm -hmm. have it no other way now to help them tackle the most challenging choreography of the season they'll be working with a true lipstick assassin from drag race down under two it's queen kong we love her uh one of the sweetest humans i've ever met i'm a big 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 fan of queen kong and last but not least, they will have a kiki with the room, Michelle. No choreography required. It is time to crown a winner, and the pressure is on. Now, the girls head to the tables where Gabriella is happy she actually gets to sing on the song. She was sad that her voice was robbed of her on the girl group challenge and is happy to do it in collaboration with RuPaul, which is really funny that she thinks she's actually collaborating with RuPaul, mm -hmm. but um, sure, go with that. 
the girls will listen to the song as we get to listen to um this is an older track i don't remember ever hearing crying on the dance floor before does anyone know what album it came from Mm -mm. i was i was looking at the last two because that's where usually where she pulls from her uh Mm -hmm. her her her, um what she's what's going to get used and i was like oh it's not on either of these two but i don't i don't mind her digging into her well and pulling something out they were she had some good hits back in the day and you're just like that you're like oh yeah i remember hearing this Um, i think 2017 is when i like did the google search and that's the first time something popped up of this song because mm-hmm. uh, you, you can tell that Rue tries to do and be hip with the kids and change the music style for her album because um, I cannot stand on that last two albums I prefer like the classic RuPaul tracks oh I'm addicted to AMSR lover that one that was on repeat on, in my, I love that song so much okay. I don't, yeah choices choices <laughs> what I'm basic come on that's the fancy <laughs> Isa says that one of her wishes being on Drag Race was sharing her story and help people not feel alone. She knows which direction she will go with her track. Flora says that the song is about your experience and she will lean into being on the show how happy she's been growing in drag and her personality. She wants to show she is grateful, happy, and confident to be in the top three sharing her talent. Gabby likes the song and says it talks about the old me and it's not me anymore. So she will write about change and she is proud to still be there and doesn't mean just in the top three. She means alive. She says that she wasn't okay pre-getting diagnosed and is now thriving, and she had a lot of ups and downs, saying, with unmedicated ADHD, it's a very common occurrence to take up vices such as addiction. She was taking drugs recreationally, and she is not the person anymore. She's proud of all the changes she has made. She wants to show the growth with the world, which she says is scary to open up about, but if she helps one person, then it did what it needed to do. So we haven't heard this plot line from Gabby, so she saves it to the end, which is very, very smart sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, any thoughts about hearing her discuss her trouble with ADHD? Because let's be real, a lot of people have it. Precious, what do you think? Well, I think it's one of those things where I think now ADHD is like, I think more people are comfortable talking about it where I think Mm -hmm. in the past it was just kind of like, Oh, they're just hyper. They're just hyper. Like it wasn't like, I think a lot of this with ADHD and same thing with, I guess with autism is like everything from like when I was growing up, these are things that like no one was diagnosing correctly. So you Mm -hmm. never knew like kids had so many problems because they just weren't being diagnosed with the right stuff. Or it was like a faux pas to be like, Oh, they're taking Adderall oh oh my god like those type of things it was back even back then when you're like oh you're going to therapy what's wrong with you you know things like that where I think nowadays everyone's I think a lot more open with um their mental health and I think we've seen that a lot more especially on Drag Race come to the forefront of girls being like yeah I'm not in a good headspace and I need to dip so peace out yeah I, again like I think that's what's important that she is talking about it in that way um because yes we have seen many queens in recent seasons for mental health reasons have to exit the program which is a whole different conversation um now what i will say was that in this moment i felt that gabriella still had a chance to win despite her track record and i think she had a shot until like the very last words rue said but perhaps the fandom may not have been on board but as we go through this episode let's dissect where the edit was leading because I think this edit really did not give us a true winner like some recent seasons have given us. 
Does anyone else feel that way? Um, I agree with you. I think I mentioned this when we spoke about the our last recording, where the entire episode felt like it was going for a certain queen to take the crown. And then at the end, they were like, no, we're not giving it to her. We're giving it to this girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel did you feel any certain way? Uh, I feel like there was highs and lows for everyone except Floor. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you could tell you could tell from the start it wasn't going to happen for Floor. But I felt like there was highs and lows for both that could have pushed it either way. And I think it was one of those things that like they were going to leave it to the final lip sync to really decide yeah. when Devin, the winner is crowned. When you watch the show, are you able to watch the show as a regular person watching television, or because of the amount of drag race that you've consumed? Do you know how an edit goes? I, I guess that like you definitely can kind of pick up on some of the edits, and then but you have to take that as a grain of salt mm-hmm. of like how to interpret because there's so much content they cram into the forty five minutes, yeah, or the hour, whatever format they're doing. So you're at the mercy of what they do and don't show you, right? But I think I just kind of interpret it personally as whoever wins the challenge that kind of puts them like one up. I just kind of use that as a general track record yeah. versus basing it fully on the edit side of things. And then they, they let their personality play into it a little bit. Cause that's, I think it's a bit of a factor too, of who, who can and can't be in the top two, whether sure. they're not, whether they're not winning or not. So I will say that what the only franchise right now that every week has seemed to be like, oh, you're not telling us how the usual drag race goes is drag race Germany. They are really keeping the results each episode a secret. It's it's kind of fun for me to watch to be like, I'm actually watching and not knowing what's going to happen, which is great. But the queens are going to speculate how they're going to dance to this track. So let's do it. It's time to head to the main stage where Queen Kong enter. Uh, that bitch looked good. Those hit pads are Adding mama, mm-hmm. um, giant. Does anyone else think that Queen Kong may, maybe, maybe, sh- maybe should have won last season? Maybe. I still think I like her better. I don't know. I, I, I became a Banky Jackson fan during the of season, so it was like, of course, shut up, shut up. Um, we we all know you know me by now who I like and don't like on a show. Of course, um, you're like the dark bitch. That's Harry's favorite. Um, I don't know. I I fell for Banky. I I you know I'm I I love a good underdog, and I think that's why that's why I was going for it. Um, but this choreography didn't. I think I read somewhere that like they let's actually talk about it. Let's do it. All right. It. Like okay. It was, so what the fuck happened? All right. So. I will make mention here that since the episode aired, Queen Kong stated on socials that everything you will see her teach got scrapped as it allegedly was too hard. Like literally the dancers were cut as well. So keep that in mind as we discuss the choreo session and when we go through the final product. Because baby, when I watched it the first time at 4 a.m. last Friday, I was like, where is the fire in this performance? Now we know why. Yeah. Um, I will say watching it back again, there are some things that they kept. But overall, um, yeah, I mean, she got a paycheck. You can't be mad yeah. at that. But like, why fool the viewers? Yeah. Well, I also love uh, the fact that they bring back the dancing queen from the last season 
to teach the girls this one. I, I kind of, I do kind of like that little thing to be like, hi, you were the dancer. You were like the known dancer of the season. So we want you to come back to like, you know, to do this thing, you know, get the paycheck. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. Think in your mind who the one from this season is going to be. Cause um, no, I'm trying to, I was trying to think of like, exactly. Wait, this season. Go through I guess the, role I guess the closest be. would be what would be Hollywood. But I don't know if she'd want to come back. (laughs) Yeah. All right. They all know that Queen Kong can do well as dance. And they're going to get a reminder of her resume from last season. We will see all the fun things she did like that in outrageous lip sync for Beverly Kills, which really was just the stupidest thing we've ever seen. She will introduce her assistants, Vincent and Compton, um, though really they're just Tweedledee, Tweedledum, because they're both wearing white shirts and hats, and I couldn't tell the difference. Queen tells them that they made the choreo really hard on purpose because she is the dancing diva of Down Under. Um, I don't think Electra Shock did that to her last season. Why Why has she got to be mean? I think she's still bitter. Yeah, probably. I'm going to ask it now. You know what? Here we go. Give me the name. Is it Hollywood? Is she going to be the one back for next season? Is it going to be Bump of Love? No, I think I think I think Hollywood because she did well in the she won the girl group challenge. She won the um the first challenge, the Mardi Gras one. So I right. think I think they would bring her back. Um and they'd probably make some joke about her age. Um the one thing I was looking for, I'm like, is 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 uh was uh Queen gonna be like, all right, and this is where you do your barrel roll. <laughs> Literally. Um <laughs> that right. just who, kills who me. Who is a dancer on this podcast and who is a mover? <laughs> uh, i call myself i call myself a rhythmic flailer so oh, there I is some sort of like thing but my appendages are so long that it's just bleh. okay i'm here for that i like that one uh handography i can give you the handography i can, I can do handography seven you just you're nothing you just stand you're you're I, a park and bark i'm just i'm just there you're yeah. just there <laughs> Now, he starts the choreo, and it looks very easy, though. We will hear the Queen's paranoid and confessional, namely saying that Queen is a professional dancer. They are not. They will tell her that they are trying to keep up and get there, and we will plow along because there's no time on Drag Race. It it does not exist. you got to keep going. Yep. Isis is getting the choreo, so she's put in the front. She's doing okay. Queen is worried for Gabriella and Floor, uh, though they are trying their best. So Queen will ask Gabby if she can do a barrel roll, and we will watch her on the floor try to roll and um that's probably me after like 10 tequila sunrises <laughs> like yeah I, not that i've done that before i've not gone that deep into it but gabriella wants to nail queen kong's choreo because it's out of her comfort zone and she needs rue to see that she can do it all and this again is another clue it's like interesting we're getting gabriella being like rue needs to see i can do it all and we're going to see her do it all so maybe maybe there's still a chance Now, Queen will tell the girls that she may have lost the crown, but she won all the bookings, which is kind of shady because, like, probably her sister is, like, in the next room. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Getting ready. Yeah. Exactly. It's a small studio. It is. (laughs) Queen tells us that when she got, um, when she lets go and lets Gab take over, she was sold. She says regardless of if she was the best or unbeat, she leads with what she does best, which is being a dickhead. And look who won last season. A big dickhead. Um, again, another hint. We're getting a lot of commentary on Gabriella over anybody else. 
But Queen thinks they're all capable of pulling it off and making it iconic, but they have to work their asses off. And then production was like, nah, do your own thing. Um, if it is true that they did their own thing, which one of them made up the choreo? Would say ISIS. That would yeah, be that's what I was thinking. Sense. Yeah, since right. she got since she got it so quickly, she would probably be the one to be like, "All right, what would you do?" Yeah, I would be like, "I'm going to stand here. Thank you." Mm-hmm. It's time to chat with Rue Michelle over Jaffa's because that's more down under than Tic Tacs. Um, Devin, do you have Tic Tacs in in Canada? What What do you have? Yeah, we we have Tic Tacs. Okay. There's no like Canadian uh specialty. Um not in that kind of stuff. I can't think no. of anything. Uh we have Brooklyn we have different Brooklyn flavors, should... but I was gonna say Brooklyn should just have donuts and Tim Hortons with the girls. <laughs> <laughs> she should, yes. We will have each queen go at it one at a time and let's see if we learn anything new or if their chats give us clues to their fate in this episode. Before we start, what the fuck was the filter on Rue and Michelle? Like, that was worse than a TikTok filter. Are we going back to season one of Drag Race? Are we not supposed to see the pores and the flaws? I think that's probably been why I've been feeling since the start of the season that it's like something feels off whenever whenever we see just a single shot of Rue of her where I was like, is she not in the same room with these girls? I'm like, I'm all because there was like a that first episode I was like, is she green screened in because this looks weird and I'm like, oh, like it's probably they're probably filtering her differently and it's just make it just you can just tell that something's just off. I I, I could see that and I mean. How many seasons of Drag Race in America have we had? Like, they've figured out how to light Rue. They've figured out mm-hmm. how to film Rue. Do they need to just call the Hollywood production company and be like, can you help us out down under and, like, tell us how to make RuPaul look normal? Well, you know, um, I have a friend who says that, like, he says that Australian TV, um, he's because I, uh, I was talking to him about, about Drag Race, uh, and he was saying, it's like, well, you Australian TV in general is not the best quality so i'm mm-hmm. like i'm like oh i guess that could be why drag race feels so like low budget because it's not the same type of standards as you do in like the u.s um but yeah i think they need yeah but i think it's something we'll talk about later but yeah i mean it's, it is crazy because like even from season one to season two of drag race philippines the lighting package in that building got so much better and you could actually see a production of drag race as opposed to mm, we're trying to make something at home and it looks like drag race um anyway first up is isis who is wearing a sparkly t-shirt that she didn't make shame on her rue will start with the most important question has she made friends with the girls really yeah that's what you want to know out of this girl fine uh isis will reveal that her and gabriella knew each other but really grew close her and floor have grown to love one another she says that her and bumpa have gotten a close relationship rita and her connected as they're both introverts and then she's just cut off by michelle when she mocks <laughs> her by being like are you gonna go through everyone um do you think if she didn't get cut off we were gonna hear her talk about every single girl ophelia i think so i think so i think i think she's like if i don't win i want miscongeniality damn it <laughs> do is there a miscongeniality? Do we know if anyone won that? 
Uh, not that I know of. I haven't heard. I know there are certain seasons where they just don't do it, and other seasons they do. Because so, I know I season know. one, Anita Wiglet did win because she's now a two-time reigning Miss Congeniality. Miss Congeniality, yeah. I don't. I can't recall if they gave one last year. Yeah, I don't remember. Who, yeah, who I don't remember last year. No, uh, I remember yeah. last year. It was a fun cast. Mm-hmm. Michelle says that she came in as a fashion queen. She was surprised by her comedy, but was she? Isa says that she did surprise herself and was surprised that she can revel in it is this is a pressure cooker situation. And then she will do that Italian mocking uh, good times, good times. What will her family think? The music gets gentle as she reveals that she hadn't told her dad she does drag. Three weeks before she arrived, her mom told him for her. She says he is of a generation where they don't get it, a Catholic Italian. She was terrified he wouldn't talk to her. It was all for nothing. He said to her that it is her and what she does and loves her. She says the weight that was lifted that she had been carrying for so many years was the last pin that she needed to be pulled to be free. parental units not knowing they their their child does drag is the theme of 2023 on drag race it really is yep for sure do do we think that trend will end next year because all of the potential drag race contestants are going to tell their parents because they had the confidence to tell them thanks to the show um, maybe but then again the whole parental thing not knowing still goes all the way back as like season eight you know, with Kim mm. Chi being like, they don't know, they don't know. And then sometimes if it's a live finale, you throw the parents in the audience and it's like, mm. eek, how eek. do you feel about your son now? <laughs> Time to accept it. Literally. Exactly. I feel like, do, you, do you, I know each franchise is for its own demographic. Do you feel fatigue when you hear the same storylines over and over? Or do you think it's just a proof that the queer community, everyone has the same trouble no matter where you are on the planet? Uh, I feel fatigue in that because every single time it's on a different franchise, they feel like they're reinventing the wheel. They're like, I have a story. And it's like, mm-hmm. everyone in the queer community has a very similar story. So like, you got to give us a little something different, you know, just a little, little something. There probably is more of a story, individual story that they could tell, mm-hmm. but they revert back to these big things that happen to every other queer person. That's mm-hmm. fair. Devin, what's your storyline going to be one day? that would involve me actually ever applying to go on the show <laughs> that's fair that's fair all right well you're going to be on a reality show one day i can feel it I, maybe i don't know that's not my you know what show you should be, you should be you, they should they should put you on um the next season of the traders <laughs> so good um did you see who's cast on the traders canada yep miss fierce delicious I hope they make her a traitor because she's going to be so, so bad at it. I really hope so. Too. It's going to be insane. Or it's um, going to be every week they're going to be like, it's her, it's her, and they don't butt her out. It's going to be, uh, who was it for the U.S. traitors? Uh, the one from Below Deck that they just like, she was yeah. like at a point where she's like, I just want to leave. Why won't they let me leave? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Now, back to Isis. She's going to start crying as Rue tells her it's so gracious that she is sharing it with all the kids who are watching because it's freeing to let go. She tells her she now has more bandwidth to be more creative and loving herself more. In a very interesting moment, Michelle will be the one to ask her what it would mean to be the Down Under's next drag superstar. And Isis says it would mean she has a platform to give more and bring people into the circle of love. It would mean everything to her. 
I will say that if body language says anything, Rue was very stoic throughout this chat with Isis. And the fact, I mean, we're going to find out she's not going to ask it for anybody. The fact that Mm -hmm. she does not ask the big question of why she went drag race feels a little revealing. I don't think Isis was Rue's favorite. No, I don't think so either. Why? I don't know. I think it's like with Gabriella, there was like she had some banter and she can play with. I think I think maybe for Rue, she knew Isis was good. And I just don't think Isis ever was like, I don't think she ever had fun with Isis. Yeah. I think I that's agree. what it was, where it's like she's like, girl, because, you know, they had the whole interaction, I think, was it during the... um. One of the one of the challenges where she said, "Did you make that dress?" She said, "Yeah, yes." And she's like, "You fucking bitch." Then says somebody else, and they're going, "Oh well, actually, Isis made it." She's like, "You mm-hmm. fucking bitch." And I think it's one of the things where it's like, I don't know if that was a joke or if that was really Rue being like, "This is this motherfucker over here." Yeah. Flora's next, and Michelle will speak Spanish the way that I speak Spanish, basically. <laughs> Rue will ask her better than my Spanish. She- yeah, she didn't, why she didn't question Michelle if it was Spanish, and it's because Michelle is a judge and she loves her. That's well played. See, mm-hmm. that's the personality that Isis does not quite have. Nope. We learned that Floor knew the basics of English when she moved to New Zealand. Her ex-partner told her she should come to New Zealand to live with him, and she stayed because she loved him. Would any of you move to another country for a man? Devin? No? no, no, never. Oh, I do established here that I know. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Ophelia, uh, with the way America's going right now, yes, most likely, probably just for the country, not even the man. That's fair. That's fair, precious. Yeah, I'd be in the same boat. I'd be like, it's a way to get out and then be like, well, this didn't work out, but this place is lovely. So, you know. I'm like, I'm old. I don't want to move again. Let's do it. (laughs) Listen, if Donald Trump wins, Devin, I'm going to Canada. Yeah, Devin, thruple. (laughs) We're all coming to you. (laughs) I have a guest room. I have an office I can convert to a guest room. Amazing. (laughs) The thruple that doesn't ever do anything together. (laughs) Perfect. Flora says that Guatemala has too much violence. She says that it is a beautiful place and tourism is fine, but to live there, she wouldn't recommend it. Why? <laughs> Too many gangbangs. <laughs> that their friends is a very unfortunate lost in translation moment. Uh, is too many gangbangs a bad thing? Ask me for a friend. No. No. Never enough. There's never an, there's never enough gangbangs. What happens at Rock Bar stays at Rock Bar. <laughs> exactly. Um the thing that bothered me here is I don't think Rue and Michelle use the proper term either, calling them gang bangers. Um, this was so funny and so ridiculous. Well, the thing is, though, Rue and Michelle are of a generation. Uh, I'm not much. Uh, they're not, I'm not much younger than they are. But that was, you know, the term used for for it was gang bangers. They're little gang bangers. It's just like you know, because that was like that was just the term so i think it's like what you go back to is this is what we used to call them growing up and so i think that's what you mean but again it's like that's probably no longer the term used by most people but if you're not in the know which i doubt michelle is in the know uh yeah you're gonna refer back to like gangbangers but that was where my mind went too when like oh she meant gangbangers not gangbangs Okay, okay, all right. But have you ever noticed that in Australia, they are, like, 
like not the most culturally appropriated like culturally appropriate country oh yeah because like watching this like these seasons you see they use like such archaic terms that are just like who says that anymore yeah that's fair that's fair floor did everyone freeze oh okay her cousin is a fashion designer and would put dresses on her she saw herself in a mirror and everything changed Rue tells her that she has been such a joy in the competition, and she says she always has been. Michelle says it's the best way to be, but points out that what she does with her time for people with dementia, she must bring so much joy to patients. She tells her that she is exactly like that, and they call her princess, which very much checks out. Um, Obviously, the success of Drag Race, most people may not be able to go back to their normal jobs. Do you think Flora is going to be able to stick with her job working with dementia patients? I think so. It depends on, I think it's like with the whole post drag race, again, a lot of it is like what you do with the platform you're given is going to be how successful you are. But I think if she has a good career um, and it's one of those things where it's like, I'm going to do drag because I like to do drag, but I also know it's like, I also have a passion to like help people. So it's like, I want to still do that. And then she could have fun and be like today when Flora's coming in and being like, she does the entire day in drag might screw with people, might screw with her patients, but you know, it could be a fun way to be like, "Mm -hmm, I'm Flora's sister. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's really interesting because my, my grandmother passed away. She had dementia and just knowing that floor is away for what three four weeks to film this that's actually a little detrimental to the patients like to not Mm -hmm. have that consistency there so i can i only imagine like this job must mean a lot to her if if yeah knowing what dementia can do to somebody so i do hope she sticks with the job and gets to do drag on the side but yeah i don't i don't really know what the drag scene is like in new zealand compared to how it is here in america and canada where drag just does not end. There's too many drag queens. You throw a rock, you hit a drag queen. You know, literally. Especially right. in New York. Uh, Michelle again will ask, "What would it mean to her to win the title?" And Flora says that she is really ready to show the world with love and happiness. You can be whatever you want, which is not true. Sorry, Flora. I want to be not single, but I still am. So you're a liar. It doesn't work that way. I think they had a fun time with Flora, but I don't know if they see her as a winner. And also it was the head turn with the nervous smile to the camera from Rue when she left. That told me everything I needed to know. Flora was Mm -hmm. gone. Finally, it's Gabriella Labucci. Cue the Italian underscore and Michelle mocking the name. But it was Gabby's dry Chow Bella that sent me. And uh, yeah, we all know that I adore her. Rue adores her. How could you not adore Gabriella Labucci? Now, Devin, as someone who got to meet the one and only Gabriella Labucci, is she amazing in person? She she's really really nice, like super appreciative, just very just wants to just be nice to everyone. Um, and she wore your jewels for the finale viewing party. Yeah, that was uh, that was part of the prize that she won. So that's amazing. That uh, when we were there versus spending hundreds of dollars to ship it to her so that that's amazing <laughs> um yeah and i i saw that she literally based the entire look after your jewels that's kind of cool yeah, like, like i'm fine i'm fine with it of course you are you're fine <laughs> no big deal no big deal 
Michelle will ask her if she thinks the other girls wrote her off as the camp clown queen. And she says, absolutely, noting they saw what she was wearing when she came to the competition. She wanted the girls to go, what the fuck is this bitch wearing? And discredit her so she could boom to the top and show what a small town girl can do. Rue will talk to her about showing a full range of emotions and says that she thinks she has a judgment against herself without the comedy piled on. She says it's not from a strict family. Her family is loving and supportive and says that her grandfather was a minister of the church and she was scared to come out because church, gay, no, no, yuck. But after he passed, she found a photo of him delivering a sermon in drag. It was a heartwarming moment for her. And had she known, she wouldn't have been scared to open up to tell her family from the get go and be who she is. Didn't we have like a, a, a priest drag moment last season on Drag Race Down Under during the brunch didn't someone tell a story about that? Am I making shit up? I might be making shit up. I thought someone. One of the franchises, there was some priest drag moment. Well, did, wasn't Mo Hart a, a pastor before? Yes, I know that one. Where they yes. came out? Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm trying to think, but again, so much. After a while, it, all, it, it all merges together. You should be thankful. I remember who are, who are on casts after a certain point. Like That's true. Just like RuPaul. She can't remember who's on the current cast. Exactly. Rue tells her to be who she is as she's got the camp in the bag. She tells her to be brave enough to show the other. Michelle points out that the her idea of Glamazon was still Wilma Flintstone, so they haven't gotten the moment, and Gabby says, oh, just you wait. And again, Michelle will ask what it means to be crowned down under the next drag superstar. Um, before we get that answer, I'm just going to ask it. Why is Rue not asking it? Is Michelle going to take over? Possibly. It could be RuPaul's Drag Race featuring Michelle Visage. I mean, we did see her host an episode. It was critically panned by the audience for sending to go to Schiffer home, but she did host an episode. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, she was the host of the Canada of that one episode because that back that first season had that weird hosting thing where the guest judge was the thing, and so so technically, Michelle did send home two fan favorites because that, that was episode Jimbo went home. That is true. That As is well. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that first season of Canada, weird things happened, but hey, yeah. it's still a great they, they franchise, got their, right? They got their footing. They got their footing. They um, I, I do think, because I, I do feel like, you know, Rue's old. She wants to frack on, on her inner ranch. Um, I, I do feel like, it did feel like this entire season, Rue had, had been checked out for like, since the start. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it's still going to be called RuPaul's Drag Race, but I wouldn't be surprised if next season it's, it was they do a format change. All right. We'll keep that in and that. We'll talk about it at the end as well. All right. So Gabby's answer to the question is she says it would mean a huge victory for the small town girl, and it's okay to be a big fish in a small pond and reach for the stars. She'll be told she can take as many Jaffas as she wants, so she will take the entire bowl. And apparently they're from 1987, which I know very well because that's the year I was born. Um, do you think she gave the bull back? Or was this no. the production's way of, we needed to take it backstage anyway, just take it for us? It, probably more of that. Like, hi, I think it'd be funny if you grab it more than anyone else because who knows what order they actually filmed the girls in. That's fair. Um, that's fair. So, because we saw it, because it was no, it wasn't even alphabetical because uh, ISIS would have been last. So, yeah. I feel like this chat was more of a setup for what they want to see in her for the finale. Mm -hmm. And if she delivers, the character arc would be complete. 
It is now coronation day, the day of the crowning. Um, the Aussies will carry the Kiwi in as it's their final day in the workroom, and Gabriella will tell Flora that they carried her in like they carried her to the end, which is very shady. <laughs> Isis says she was practicing in the hotel room until late, aka one, and I'm like, that's like my prime time. I don't even go to sleep until like that, like one, two, three. What what drag queen goes to bed at one? I go to bed at like ten. <gasps> I'm a grandma. what? Why? I just am. Honestly, I can't even tell you the last time I was at a club in Maine. They're only open until one, and if I even make it to one, I'm like, who am I? I That's don't even fair. know. That's fair. <laughs> Devin, what's your bedtime? I use. I prefer to like sleep in and then stay uh-huh. up late. In my mind, if you sleep in, you've already gotten to reward yourself that day by not having to get up early so you're just like i get to just enjoy the day i got to sleep in already it just starts the day off great i agree i'm with you on that one precious (laughs) uh i'm a night owl i do not like mornings i'm a vampire at heart uh so like two three is like oh yeah i think i should nestle in it now I mean, there have been times recently where one o'clock has been when I fell asleep because that's when the gummy hit and, I, and my gummy was like, no, you're going to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, Floor was up till one. Gabby stayed up till one thirty. And in this moment that they're talking about, they're probably filming at, well, like seven to eight o'clock in the morning. Yep. If it is a, a new day. Mm-hmm. who knows Flora will tell us that there are two or three steps that she's still not sure about and that will be a moment of foreshadowing for later down this episode she will give it her all and hope it works now Isis will say that the that Queen did well with the Cory and Flora mentions she had a lot of patience with them um, very interesting dialogue compared to the Queen Kong account of what had happened so mm-hmm. perhaps someone told them to say that Gabby thinks she was slow to learn, but she will keep up with Isis and hopes she will trip up sisterly love. Time to paint the faces for the last time. Isis will note that she has watched the show, and the first time she watched it was in 2013, and that, friends, is a decade ago, because that is 10 years, uh, when I was youthful. Good times. God, to be 26 again would be amazing. She says she was mesmerized when she saw it and never thought she'd have anything like it. She felt she would be pushed to the sidelines like a freak, but she is blessed to have this experience as the show has allowed them to connect to each other. She feels like she has come home where she's meant to be. Now, when was the first time y'all watched Drag Race? Uh, When did it premiere? 2009. 2009 season one episode one logo tv yep Mm -hmm. i'm og (laughs) that's fair i watched the first i watched part of the first season because at that time i was definitely not out officially yet and i was like what is a drag queen they're scary so i watched it because i liked reality tv um but i barely saw the first season like did anyone actually see the first season yep i remember watching first season because they had some i forget who who was it? The one that fell on the runway. What's her face? Akasha. Yeah. So like, I knew the song she lip synced to that. I, th- I think I think it was her or her and Chanel, I think. So I remember mm-hmm. that one. So. Yeah, it, it's crazy to think that this show has been on for as long as it has been. Mm-hmm. Will it reach Survivor uh, status one day? Who knows? Maybe. It kind of already has, if you count all the franchises and all the different 
sure fine i'll give you that one well did um, you see the, like was it gina tonic had posted up that uh, little thing of like the amount of contestants her. oh i know you don't know her so this one queen in new york posted up this thing about like the about like the about contestant numbers about like you know who entered the workroom because they made the big deal of like in season yeah, eight it was on a drag race wiki account too she stole it from that yeah so whatever so yeah so all that but again to be stating to be like okay in the course of like uh, between seasons we had 100 contestants come in and this year alone we've already reached 100 more so it's like at this point we're at, we're at a we're over at where i think it's over 500 contestants have right. walked into the workrooms across of the multiverse sans uh the switch because we don't count her Devin, could you name all 500 contestants go i, I barely know season one <laughs> <laughs> You like, can't. If you keep, give me cannot keep up. If you give me a half hour and a Sporkle quiz that actually, like, if there's duplicate names, we'll put it on there twice. I could probably do it. Um, yeah, I've been I've been doing uh, when it's slow at work. I've been going on and been I've been doing the international one, and it's just like it has them in order. So it's like Thailand one. I'm still like I, I didn't watch, so I don't know those girls that well. Certain names will stick to stick with me, mm-hmm. but I'll go through and I'll be there. Are sometimes being like, how did this bitch spell her name? I don't know. I don't know how she spelled it. Well, suddenly the alarm blares, and what the hell is going on? They're in half face. What surprises in store? Spanky Mother Tucker in the house tonight. It is Drag Race Down Under winner, Spanky Jackson. Um, also, you know what? She can be Drag Race Germany's uh, host doppelganger. Like, she and Barbie Breakout could be twins. Mm-hmm. What if she is Barbie Breakout? Now, we have had Queen Kong this episode. We have had Spanky Jackson. Surely Hannah Connie's kind of is, like, busy doing something, right? Maybe mm-hmm. she just, I don't know. Finish filming something. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out early next year. Who knows? Who knows? Spanky is here to help ease the minds of the queens. She will ask them how they're feeling. And Gabby is like so tired. I feel that totally. Spanky will stir the pot and ask who they think has the best chance at winning. And Gabby says she thinks she likes the things that she stands out more than the other two. She is the point of difference as the comedy girl. Isis tells Spanky that she won the most challenges, but once again, Gabby will talk about the mini and maxi math, and Spanky's like, no, that does not work. <laughs> and Flora says she's got it. Confidence, bitch. Spanky will ask who has been the shadiest, and immediately Gabby points to Floor, and she's taken aback. Do you think no one's ever called her shady before? Ophelia, is it possible that, that Flora just thinks she's sweet and innocent? Uh, possibly, because delusion is definitely a real thing. But when you go back mm-hmm. to the beginning, the I can't remember off the top of my head, but the one that fainted, mm-hmm. her and Hollywood, Flora and Hollywood, basically like bullied her in like the first episode. Correct. Like, oh yeah, correct. I'm like, I'm like her. Wait, in, when after that first episode, it was like her and Hollywood were like the little the shady cunts in the corner. They were the mean girls, and it was like, um, do you, I'm all, maybe because your your co your co shady bitch is uh is gone. You're like it's like well you're the shadiest of the three of us. It's like yeah, yep. Isis tells us that Spanky's energy is star quality material, and I will sign off on that. She may not be the most polished drag artist, but she has the charisma to be a winner. Something I think all winners need to have. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for the advice corner. And first, Gabriella will ask how she managed with the choreography, to which Spanky says, don't focus too hard on getting the moves right. Focus on the performance. And if you make a mistake, leap into it and own it. 
okay, that's 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 fine advice. Um, not, not every judge would uh like that. Devin, mm -hmm. I don't think that would fly in a pageant, would it? No, they'd be like, Oh, well, you tried and you tried to flub it off. No, like they the pageants will perfect. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Floor will ask her where her confidence comes from, and confidence will ooze out as Spanky says she has a really nice penis. And there is HR being like, get her out of the room now, because who else, what else is going to happen? <laughs> but she will say that confidence comes from within and reminds them that they are great at what they do or they wouldn't be there. She tells them regardless of what has happened in the competition, there's still a chance and that she is living proof of that. She says she had no thought in her mind that she was going to win. She was excited to take her free Pepperino and go home. Now, Gabby will ask another important question. When RuPaul slapped her, did she make contact? No, she did not. Not after Asia O'Hara. No, no one touched. No other queen's going to get slapped. Why is Asia O'Hara not taking over the show yet? Didn't she like? Doesn't she own RuPaul now for that slap? Um, I think the butterflies uh, incident kind of killed it. Yeah, no pun intended. Mm -hmm. Spanky will give them all a shot at slapping, and Flora is very, very bad at slapping. She like she missed her multiple times. That was like telenovela, like extremely yeah. bad slap. Yeah. Spanky will head out and tell them to smash the Corey in the dick and go out and turn a look. She says she'll see them on the runway. And I was like, oh my God, wait, is she gonna be a guest judge? And I was like, Rue, never. Rue will never have another drag artist on the panel with her. Nope. There's only one way I think it will happen, and if it's my dream, I've said it a couple times. Global All-Stars. Your panel should include. Michelle Visage, random celebrity, the rotation of Ross Carson, T.S. Madison, and an international judge. Give me an international judge every week. Would be so good, so mm -hmm. good. Just, just the fact that you might have Chiara Franchini next to um, Michelle Visage is insanity. You could have Anna Locke next to Michelle Visage would be insanity. Give me Reese Nicholson next to the hilarious. Um, Ross Matthews, that's too much comedy. That's how the Global All Star should work. No, the Global All Star should be like, you know, like those old like those shows, like the Wall of Bakers type thing, mm -hmm. where it's like Rue at the top and you have like Michelle and a few others, but then you also have like all the international hosts just down there because it's like, because right. then you have like, you have them being like, well, I'm reading for you girls because you, you know, you're my girls, but it's like these could other imagine, bitches. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine Rue having to sit next to Nikki Doll? <laughs> no, she's she's like, in Brooklyn and Valentine at the very bottom, like girls. How are you doing, girls? <laughs> right? Oh my god, that that's the that's the content we all deserve. Rue mm -hmm. having to judge next to Queen she eliminated multiple times. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's comedy. All right, let's bring it to the runway as the final moments have arrived. Mama Rue is giving us silver space goddess realness. The way she sparkled, it was immaculate. Um, Ophelia, very much like your backdrop. Oh, yeah. It was very, very pretty. We have family only as our panel is Michelle Visage and Reese Nicholson. I'd wear his jacket. I was I was a fan of Reese's um, attire this season. I've always been a fan of Reese. I like him. He's so good. We're going to discuss our song then move to the final looks. Crying on the dance floor, the deep down under mix. The song is a bop. Just going to put it out there um, before I tear this performance part. Um, I do like the song, the original song. Mm-hmm. 
I know they're told not, they're not told to wear something specific for a finale dance challenge look, but I just love uniformity. Is it so hard to ask for? Apparently, pretty hard. Yeah. Well, I guess if it's not being told like to have this particular look in your like you know like <clears throat> in the brief, when it comes to this, you're wearing like what do you have left? Yeah. You know, because you're bringing extra stuff because it's also, or it's like a, a challenge where it's like you, you, where it's like, this is your mini challenge. And you're like, oh, this is the look I brought for this runway, which you're using as a fucking mini challenge. So I'm now forced to use it here and can't use it later. So it's like yeah. things like that, where it's like they have to change things up last minute. Overall, well, like the, yeah, go ahead. With the, like the challenge, like the, Glamazonian Airways, like those are all outfits they did not bring with them. Mm -hmm. So I think production has done outfits for certain challenges, so they could do something like that. I would think. I agree. Just make it look pretty. Overall, there was a lot missing from this performance, not necessarily from the girls, but the production of the performance. The disco balls were cute, but I felt like there was a very bright stage with so much dead space. And if yeah. it is true that the girls did end up having to take the choreography on their own, it makes sense why it was dead, especially when you knew there was going to be two other backup dancers with you. Did anyone else get that feeling? Yeah, I think yeah, the two it extra like... dancers could have really helped fill up the stage mm -hmm. or even just anything, you know, like anything. Really? Yeah. Or bringing back your eliminated cast to do that end pose thing where they all, which we've been doing like in every season. So I did feel that it was weird that they didn't bring back the girls to do like the final runway because they don't, they're not doing a, re they don't ever do reunions for you, for you, for Down Under. So I thought it was weird that they didn't do what other international shows have done is bring the girls back and you have them pose with them at the end and then you have them do their final runway after Untucked. Uh, especially then when you eliminate a girl, they're not sitting in the back alone waiting to come back on stage after it ends. I want to know how long did Floor get stuck back there on ice to be like, hi, just to be like, fuck. <laughs> I would be, oh, we'll I would talk hate about it. it. Don't you worry. Oh, I would hate worry. that. We'll discuss that. Um, all right. Floor looked great. I think the purple Leah with the feathers was really cute and her hair was fabulous. Her verse was pretty good, but her performance was very basic. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think she did much. And I, again, I don't know if it was because of nerves or if she just doesn't have that kind of dance challenge ability, but I, I don't know. It was, she just felt flatlined. Ophelia, what did you think of Flora's performance? Uh, I thought it was okay. Like I, I'm just going to say this as a blanket statement. None of the verses were my favorite mm -hmm. just because it just felt like generic things being like, you can love yourself and have a good day. You know, like it was just, it wasn't anything like oddly specific and also not the biggest fan of the hair. And then the leg, there was too much leg. So mm -hmm. it went from bodysuit all the way down to pump. And I just felt like there needed to be some sort of differentiation there should have been something going on in that area. That's fair. Isis looked great, and her vocals were very monotonous. Her lyrics say, born from a star, a star is born in you. Love the lyric. I just wish she matched the energy and 
fun of the line. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I just don't have the connection with her, and I want to have it so badly. Devin, what did you think of Isis's performance? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I was, I was overall, I think I was just kind of underwhelmed by the whole group. I was like, eh. So it's, it's just, I guess, just another group performance. Nothing mm-hmm. really stood out to me. That's fair. Now we do get to the group choreo in the chorus, and it is really much ado about nothing. A lot of turning, and there was a few moves that were kept from Queen Kong, um, especially because you can see Floor messing them up, and it's it's that flick mm-hmm. that she did not get. Yep. Um, we have Gabby's verse, and her look was wild. It was very 80s, but using a very not 80s color scheme. I do think her lyrics were good, and she had a good vocal when she hit that money note. You're a big fan, Precious. What did you think of Gabby? Um, well, of course, she was my favorite of the three. Um, uh, not being biased or anything. Uh, no, I liked her lyrics. I also am a fan of like when a girl does something other than give me the crown, Rue. I'm just like, cause I'm just like, I'm like, once I hear that, I'm like, well, bitch, you ain't winning. Uh, one. Uh, but it's like, I like I thought I like when a queen gets a little more introspective with her lyrics and be like, "Hi, I'm showing you my journey." And so I liked it in that that point. Yeah, the choreography was just kind of like, "You're there, you're doing it. It's the end of the road." And I think a part of me felt like, "Well, you, you girls are putting just as much effort as Rue has done this entire season, so I feel like it's on par." Yeah. I just don't know if you had three girls who are just not big performers or if it's fatigue, but the overall energy was so low. There was just no spark in mm-hmm. the performance. And again, as you alluded to, unlike international franchises, we did not see the eliminated Queens and that was surely missing this performance. Um, I know season one was a COVID issue. I believe season two, because it was New Zealand, they still had certain protocols, which is why yeah. it took, like one or two weeks where you had a guest judge because they actually lived in New Zealand. Um, But I don't know if that's the case for this one. So I don't know why they weren't there. And I really, really needed them to be there. Or it's the being the, like once they were like, Oh, it's like, okay, you go home now. And they didn't want to do return trips. Right. For anybody. (sighs) I think the roof part of the song is great. The performance is meh. Um, Not one I'm going to be putting on repeat. It will get added to the playlist, but then it's like, but it's not one I'm going to automatically go to. Like, oh, I have to hear this one. Yeah. I'd rather listen to BMX bitches than us. Mm -hmm. This might be one of those where it's like in a year, I'll be like, oh, okay. I like it a lot more now than than I did when it came out. Because there's a couple of them where I'm like, oh, I like you more now than I did when you like first, uh, when they first released it. That's fair. All right, category is finale, eleganza, extravaganza, and on a rather runway, we are going to play crown it or frown it. Starting with floor, no design is listed. I think this is a really pretty interpretation of the Guatemalan national bird, the quetzal. The colors are not quite as bold as the bird, as it's much greener and has hints of red originally. But regardless, I'm glad she's giving a look that she's proud of. I think there is a lot of fabric, and the neck piece really closes her off. The earrings are fun, but they're very hard to see with so much going on. And then the bracelets. Now, as someone who does make beaded bracelets myself, those were very poorly executed as the way they dangled like that. Tur- those turquoise pieces, I thought they were going to fall off. The headpiece is elaborate. I wish you just had something to break up the monotony, the gold. It is a good look, but not one that is finale worthy. And I think she could have improved upon it. Precious, what did you think of Floor's look? 
I liked it. I thought it represented her perfectly. But yeah, I would agree that like it made it was too much gold, especially having the only pops of color be on top. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you if she would have thrown up like a green or blue or red piece uh like um on top of the gold bottom part of the dress, uh might have uh given it a little more pop. Um but overall I, I did like it. I thought it was a good representation of who she's been in the competition and what um her style of drag is. I feel yeah. Uh I'm gonna say that I did not like it. I felt like there was a lot going on. I am going to chalk the dress up to maybe an, a lighting issue because it is that kind of material mm-hmm. that gives that like two color thing. The one other thing that I did not like about the out or two other things that I did not like about the outfit, the ribbon tying on the headpiece, like cutting yeah. her like jaw. I she didn't loves like that. that thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't like that. And then there was this weird lift in the front of the dress that revealed like a little red. I understand that it is probably supposed to represent the bird, but I don't think it was done intentionally enough to really show that it meant to be like that. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Devin, what did you think? Uh, yeah, I think like the fabric is kind of weird. It's that shifty color where it's like kind of gold, red, green. Um, so it's hard to nail down a color with that. But I think because there's so much blue in the top, you know, she could have gone blind stoning yeah. this <laughs> with, with the turquoise stones. Um, so I think that could have really broken the look up and added some detail. Um, yeah, like I don't hate it, but I think breaking up all that gold to tie the top and bottom together would be definitely beneficial. The yeah, neck absolutely. I don't like. So Michelle says her look represents all of who Floor is. She says it's a costume mixed into beautiful fashion and they love culture on the runway. She says in the performance she did struggle with the timing. Reese will say, did she t- mess up a tiny bit of the movement? Absolutely. But it says she did it, what she has done this entire competition. That thing that they love about her, her charisma. Rue says that she always puts a smile on their face and says she is one of a kind queen representing Australasia and Guatemala. She says she has done it with the grace style and a lot of laughs. Rue will ask her to sum up her journey in the competition, and Flora says her favorite high was the brunch because she made them all laugh. She will thank them for the opportunity and they gave that they gave her, and she will always be grateful with all of them. I, I will give it a very soft crown. It uh, with you right there, a soft crown. What was the other one? Frown it. Frown it. I'm gonna frown it. I'm sorry, Devin. <laughs> it, it's a soft meh. <laughs> audience 83% crown it 17% frown it Gabriella Labucci look by James Penrose hair by wigs out the nerve to come out in Michelle's least favorite color on crowning day I think the green monotone is very hard to make glamorous but she's giving you the campier green glamour I think the dress is stunning she has a very sexy slit plus the drama in the satin train and sleeves the hair I hate that it's rooted I get why she did it but I don't love it um, I personally would have gone with a solid black or brown. That being said, the styling of the hair is really pretty. It is a great look, and she gave what the judges were looking for, so you can't mm-hmm. get mad at her for that. Ophelia, what did you think of Gabriella's look? I really liked it. I, I really like the color green. That's my favorite color, so like I get it. Uh, my only qualms is that she keeps saying that green signifies growth. And in the original pride flag, green signified nature. So she keeps saying this and I'm like, huh, okay. 
And then also, I think that the slit is just a little bit too high because you can kind of see the Barbie crotch going on a little mm-hmm. bit. So I think the slit's just a, a scooch too high. Devin, what did you think, Gabriella? Like, I do love green. It's one of my favorites. But it's it's just a lot. Like, it's a lot of green for me. I think mm-hmm. adding an accent color in there could have been really could really emphasized it nicely versus just everything in green so um i don't love the sleeves just how they're kind of like it's almost like she's holding them under her armpits the whole time like it's <laughs> uh, I, I don't know like it could have been connected differently like close close the the side thing up to the top of the strap could have changed the look a lot more and but like it's it's not bad it's just it's a lot of green. <laughs> Precious, are you green with envy? I hated it. Look at that. I just can't sit now. Of course, I loved it. I loved it. I love her. I, she came out. I did think this was also like the best she's looked all competition. So I liked that it was showing an evolution in her in her sense of style. Um, I didn't mind the tones of green. I do have a thing for green. Um, and I want the wig, you know. Of course you do. Michelle says that she didn't expect to see her in the final at the very beginning, saying she saw her and said, she's cute, she needs work, and work is what she has done. She will talk about the green on another day, but says she has fought her way to the top three. They told her to go deep with the lyrics, and Michelle says she did, and they didn't expect the word dead. Gabriella will say sorry, but Michelle says no, no, she is showing them what comes with perseverance. Reese says that she is always showing them vulnerability while not losing who she is. Reese says that her perseverance made them so much happier that she's not just there, but actually there. She says that she came out and served a straight on glamour runway. And Rue says she wanted range from her and that's what she's given. Rue says that Michelle mentioned that she was surprised she was there. Is she surprised? Gabby says no. She says she deserves to be there. That green in the pride flag represents growth and is ridiculous fitting that that's what she picked initially and look at her now so i i'm gonna have to fact check that gabrielle maybe, maybe down under it I, it's different i don't know um i mean maybe nature grows and that's her uh, i'm i'm grasping at straws um <laughs> you're trying it's okay i'm trying uh, i'll crown it i liked it uh i'll crown it as well crown yeah no i liked it it's good Audience, 83% crown it, 17% frown it. And Isis, Avis Loren, look by Isis. This is easily one of the most stunning and beautiful crowning looks in the history of this fucking program. I'm obsessed with it. It is runway couture. It is immaculately made. The blonde hair is perfectly paired. The only wish I had had was that the gloves be either nude with the stones rather than pulling the fabric from the bottom of the gown because they bunched up in a way that was not appealing. Mm-hmm. Usually I'll be the one to say I want a necklace, but for this look, it's not necessary. Um, I just want to get skinny so I can wear this for a day and be powerful. I love this look. <laughs> um, Devin, what, what did you think of Isis? Overall, like I think it's it's good. It's like it's clean and simple and like fitted well like maybe a little bit of embellishing on the bottom skirt part just to kind of Mm -hmm. tie them together a tiny bit more but i think all the tones are good it's all like the pastel-y icy kind of vibe which is good so that would be the only thing just like a brooch on the skirt like where it's all tied up all right okay precious 
No, I liked it. I thought when she turned uh, on the runway, I was like, oh, this is stunning. But again, I wouldn't expect anything less than that from her because she's shown us like she's created already some really nice and amazing pieces that we've seen throughout the season. So I was like, oh, I was I, this was going to be the end of her collection. And I'm all this was a fitting end uh, to her journey. Absolutely. I feel you. Uh, so I really loved the whole ensemble. I think it looked really, really nice. And I agree. Like at first when I saw the clavicle and like no necklace, I was kind of like maybe, but then the huge earrings, I understand like so cute. Love the whole outfit. The one thing I will say, the ear tabs were a little suspicious on the wig. And I will say that some of down under lace is very suspicious. Like bump of love has like this much lace <laughs> always. I don't know why she's hanging on to that much lace, but there's some suspicious and it's one of those things that like it's the finale like make sure those ear tabs are glued down come that's on fair. that's fair michelle says that this that she is one she did expect to see but says when such strong showings happen early on it's always like can they sustain and she did she says that her performance was right up there with the rest of what she expects from isa saves loren she says that the outfit was gorgeous and asks if she made it and she says yes Ree says she clearly has raw talent, and Rue asks about the inspiration of her look, and Isis says that the outfit was inspired by her being paired back and allowing her soul to thrive and be glorious. Rue tells her that the dress would be knockout at the Oscars amongst the great designers in the world. She says it's exquisite. I will definitely crown it. It gets the crown. Yeah, it's a win. It's a good. It's good. On it, for sure. Audience. I'm not calling anybody out, but wow. 93% crown at 7% frown at. This should have been 100%, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm not going to get mad. It is that time again, friends. Time to give advice to their younger selves. And as we've said on many podcasts recently, we got to refresh this. We got to do something new because it is stale. Forward tell little Pedro that there are a lot of things that are going to happen to you. Be strong. Bring smiles to everyone and make your mother proud. Gabriella will tell little Cameron that there's nothing wrong with you as you are. There's nothing wrong with being gay. She says you're going to hate your life for a very long time, but he'll break free of that prison and end up being a fucking superstar. She tells him don't start smoking and take a fucking sewing lesson. And Isis will tell little Michael that there are so many people who love you. So make sure you love yourself. She says you might have not have a superhero now, but you'll become the superhero that you need and everyone else you know needs. She says, I love you. Uh, these were very brief. These were like two lines were moving out. Maybe things were cut. Um, anyone stick out? Anyone better than others? Ophelia, let's start with you. Uh, Gabriella, just because uh, the humor that she instilled at the very end, mm -hmm. I think just did the nice full circle moment. Everybody else, it was just the same thing we've already heard, you know from every other past season during this point in time. Yeah. Devin, have you become the superhero that you needed back then? Uh, I think, like, I think all of us have gone through, like, everybody's gone through some sort of, like, bullying and whatever mm -hmm. through school. But I guess I've, after I left school, I kind of used that as motivation to kind of prove people wrong, that I'm not mm -hmm. what people say, that I'm not could amount to something um not to use foul language but i call them fuck you moments where i can just like push through things and 
Yeah. Um, whether they if they ever hear about it or not, I just know that I've proven that I can do things despite what people say. I so. love that. Mm-hmm. See, there's there's your moment. You know, you're not going to be on the show, but there is your uh, advice to your little self. <laughs> yeah, it's a hashtag fuck you moment. There mm-hmm. it is. Precious, anyone stand out to you? I would agree with uh, being Gabriella. You know. <laughs> I'm a broken record at this point about her, but no, I thought hers had a little bit more um, levity, um, especially given the situation we got earlier about her being sick uh, and getting better, uh, where it does feel like at this point, you kind of have the staples of what you expect to hear from these moments so it's like you're like okay we got that we got that we got that okay yeah i do think the format needs a bit of a change um the advice to your younger self is kind of like something that's like at this point there's nothing else i think we can say to our younger selves that we haven't already said which is totally fair um watch one person break the mold and do something amazing and then you're like well i guess we're gonna keep this bit for a little while exactly i think a lot of it too i do feel like the younger self bit and the Tic Tac Lunch are like just those little things that Rue does just to be like um, those last moments to get you to tear up. But, you know, she mm-hmm. she wants she wants her Oscar, her Emmy moment. And she I sure do does. sometimes I do still do feel sometimes that like you can tell how well a girl is going to do based on the Tic Tac Lunch and the uh, uh, what to say to your former self. I feel like those two moments sometimes can get uh will push someone who they may have not considered to be a front runner to stay on the to stay and do the lip sync. Absolutely. Well, Rue does have one more question. Mm-hmm. Why does the world need drag now more than ever? Okay, that's a very good question. I like that question. Did I ask that at DragCon this year for my interviews that you'll eventually hear friends? <laughs> Rue, you're stealing from me. Anyway. Flora says the world is full of hate, sadness, problems, but the world has as well happiness, smiles, and love, and the world needs them to keep bringing the light. Gabriella says drag gives you the freedom to express yourself wholeheartedly without limits or boundaries. She says drag sets you free. We all want to be free. Isa says drag is such a powerful art form that allows each individual to be whoever they want to be. Your drag is your empowerment. Your drag is your message to the world. Drag is one of the highest expressions of self, and that's what the world needs, the love of the self. Great. Um, I'm going to ask one each of you one line. Why does the world need drag today, Precious? Um, The world needs drags today. because we need art. Uh, hold on, let me rethink. Let me re- let me rethink this. Hold on. Okay, um, we need drag today because the world still needs art and ways to express yourself other than the norm. Okay. Okay. Ophelia, what about you? Uh, I think that the world needs drag today because uh, I think the world just needs extra help breaking down gender norms. And saying fuck all of that shit because terrible, hate it. And then also just as uh, Precious was saying, definitely art. They keep trying to take it away in schools. Like just keep knowing that art is a great thing. Art is a great catalyst for so many different things. Now, Devin, I know your answer was going to be uh, to keep you in business, but why else is the <laughs> world need drag tonight? Well, now I have to rethink my answer. Um, <laughs> 
I whether it's honestly if it's whether it's drag or not, I think the world just needs things like that to show people that it's okay to be different. And you might not have to understand it or agree with it, but you can at least know it's there and just you can have different opinions and it doesn't mean you have to be enemies about it. Like the world is so divided with the whole COVID, not COVID thing that I think that people just need to see that it's okay to have differing opinions and likes and dislikes and you can still be friends. You can still be civil to each other. Absolutely. So I think that's huge disconnect now the queens head backstage to debrief from the emotional one they bared all even though gabby almost goes down from floor stepping on a train this moment will give us a confessional from gabriella saying she thinks she has a really good chance of winning the crown and again honestly at this point in the viewing i was on board at this point isis was very generic and the praise for gabriella was giving full story arc she will tell the girls that she was vibing with what the judges were saying and thinks she has a chance of taking it home. And Isis will agree, saying that Gab has won praises for growing so much in the competition. She says she gets praises for hitting the mark, which she's been doing. She is questioning whether she's done enough. And again, I was like, why would you put that in there if you're not going to give it to Gabriella? Mm-hmm. Isis will tell Flora that Rue adores her personality and the joy she brings to the world is incomparable. Flora says that their drag is so different and they like them all because they bring something different to the table. Flora notes that they love her performance in her outfit, but when they notice her two or three steps she missed, she doesn't know if it will be enough. They're going to do a group hand-holding moment as Flora will say to the girls, why you call me shady? That's You're going to use your final moment in the workroom to ask why you were called shady? You couldn't like just do that off-camera later on at the wrap party? Okay, she she did not take well to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to tell her that she's just honest and she's been herself the whole time. And Isa says that she says things with her tongue firmly planted in her cheek and they joke back with her. Um, why was Floor so pressed about this? I don't think anyone's ever called her out on her on her tongue. That's fair. Or I think, Or I think it's at the end and she's just like, I think maybe Flora realized that she wasn't winning and then she's like, oh shit, is the edit going to be I'm the shady bitch? I that's think fair. that's what, I think that's what it was. I think it's like, I think she realized that she wasn't taking the crown and I think she was then kind of seeing like, well, if I'm, the, if I'm, if I made it this far, what kind of edit am I going to get? Am I, am I, was I the villain? Like, cause mm-hmm. you kind of, you, cause some seasons you have like, the villain, the underdog, and the one that you're like the professional kind of thing, right. and you're like, um, well, if you if they're if you're the underdog, you're the professional one. Fuck, am I the villain? It's like you know, I get that. I can see that. They're going to give her encouragement as they have all grown, share their stories, and that's what is important. This is the top three, and they're thinking they all deserve the crown. Maybe the best queen win. It is time we have some decisions based on their performance and all season long there will be a top two floor is eliminated all right do you agree do you think she should have been included in the final lip sync why did they cut her here i don't know like i don't know if they felt like she was gonna out dance the two girls and then be like well she was the best dancer so she should take the crown um but yeah it's like it was that weird thing of like and it wasn't like go to the back of the stage and cheer on the other two girls, it was like, no, leave. 
it was full on give an exit line and walk off stage. And it's like, we're not getting an untucked moment of you walking back to doing a mirror message. You're, you're just there. It's like, it just felt weird. Like, like why didn't they just be like, step to the back of the stage and just like, you know, watch the show. What did you think of Philia? Should she have been cut? Uh, I think, I think yes, but to the back of the stage, like precious was saying, she should have been able to go to still watch. But I think they were equating that all of them were going to wear ball gowns. So they were like, we need enough room on the stage for everyone <laughs> to go. And like, you already know that Australia's set is, or Down Under set is already so tiny. Mm-hmm. So I think they just wanted to be able to have everyone be able to actually function on stage, you know, in gowns. Any, any, any conspiracy theories? Like, I think we're so geared to now to have a top four that they're almost kind of like, how do we even handle a top three? Right. It, yeah. So, I, like, I I did kind of notice this. Like, why did she get like sent to the back room? So that I was, I found kind of odd, but well, I don't know. I, I don't read too much into it. I mean, again, like season one, I believe it was a top four. Season two was top three. Now we're down mm-hmm. to a top two. Very interesting. I guess Rue's like, I just want to see the people I want to watch. Well, no, also too, I think season one, they felt like it was being geared to put two certain queens to the top. And then you're like, well, then you had the queen with the whole um, blackface issue. So you're like, um, you should have gotten rid of at least one or two of them to make it a top two. But it was one of those things where it's like, no, we're all going to, you're all going to dance free monkeys. Uh, and then it was like, well, the only one you can, w- can crown without upsetting your fandom is this queen, even though I'm not saying she didn't deserve it because I loved her, but it was like you had one queen being pushed down our throats, one queen that should have been eliminated already because she wasn't delivering um, to her her uh, her pre-drag race status, and another one that was like oh, a little racist. So you're just like, um, yeah, she's the only one that deserves to win at this point. And then last yeah. year, you did have three. You had a strong top three where it's like, no, this makes sense that the three of you are going to lip sync. Where here it was like, you could have had them all lip sync. There was no, there really wasn't a point to knock it down to two, especially given the fact that there were only the three of them there. Like it wasn't like they had anyone to talk to. I agree. And again, um, you knock out the sole person of color. Yeah. So, ooh. Well, to, in their eyes, they knocked out the New Zealander. So now, the, oh, so right, now right, an Australian right. could actually win the crown this year. I will say that it was tough to watch as there was no one for her to go back to when she's eliminated. Like there's not a single queen. She mm-hmm. was probably backstage sobbing. Yeah. Um, which is again another reason to keep all the queens. Then yeah. she at least has some comfort. It's down to Gabriella Labucci versus Isis Avis Loren. Who will get to wear the crown? The winner of Drag Race Town Under Three will receive a year's supply of Anastasia Beverly Hills, a stunning crown and scepter from Amped Accessories. And a cash prize of $50,000. All right, Devin. What was it like to hear Rue say your name? Well, I guess old news at this point. I guess it's happened a few times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I never go into it knowing who who could or couldn't say it or if it's pre-recorded or, or what. But um, yeah, like it's it's cool. Like It's always cool to hear um so do you, do you is that your alarm clock in the morning um rupaul saying stunning crown and scepter from amped accessories 
<laughs> no, but I should change it to my ringtone. You should. <laughs> um, she called it stunning. Look at her. Um, we're gonna talk about it in a second, but first, the song is "Walking on Broken Glass" by Annie Lennox. Okay, great song, but surely there was an Aussie hit available somewhere, right? What was this song choice? Precious, I know you like Annie Lennox. I do. I actually love this. this. is actually one of my favorite songs by her. Um, I think it was, it, it felt like it was a good choice for the two of them because they weren't dancers and they didn't go like the ballad route like a few other seasons have been doing lately where that like final lip sync is like this emotional ballad. Um, it was like, they, it was like a song that you could play with and have fun with. And I think that's what I think they were looking for to be like, how can you like, play with this song because it's not like it's like it has highs it has lows um and it has some like good moments and it's a you know and it's a you know a lot of words so you gotta make sure your lip sync is on point too i mean we've already had three male vocalists out of eight which mm -hmm. fine because like I, at this point i'm like we haven't even had peter allen who is like an australian icon mm -hmm. um having Annie Lennox just felt weird and random because, like, yeah, she's she's pretty big, but I, I don't know. There there had to have been other options available, or maybe RuPaul doesn't know music from down there. Like, we could have had Lord give us a New Zealand track. Like, Ophelia, help me out here. Why did we have this song? Uh, I'm gonna like plead the fifth on this one because <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah, I, I, or I, I thought it was like out of place, like where I was just like, this is the last song. Like, this is the last time we're going to see these people perform in this atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And this is how we're choosing to close it out. It didn't feel correct. Or it was Rue wanted to hear it. Right. It's whatever's on Rue's um, DJ set list when she presses play. It's like, uh, it's like in what earlier in season 15, where we got the bangles in your room. The most like, not Manic Monday, not even Hazy Shade of Winter, which has like a good little guitar riff at the start with. No, no. In Your Room was the song choice that they did. I knew it because I love the bangles and I'm old. But I was like, yeah, it's a weird choice. But again, it's like, oh, it's what Rue wanted. But I also feel like being on MTV, they wanted to kind of give you like a plethora of sure. 80 of eight of things like by doing Pat Benatar being like, yes, that was the second video played on MTV kids that look history. Um, I do feel like, or it could have been something that they've already had the rights to and hadn't used yet in another season. And I'm like, we have to use it before we lose the rights. Now, Devin in Canada, it's part of the contracts to have Canadian artists um, part of the lip sync and, and shit. So, yeah, sometimes we criticize the song choices because we're like, I don't know what the fuck this song is or who this artist is. But do you feel like as a Canadian watching Canada's Drag Race, you have a little more pride having the lip syncs be of your own country people? It, yes and no, because sometimes the songs they pick are just crap. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's true. Whether they're Canadian or not, I'm like, really? Like, I get it. They're Canadian but it's not a good song. The crowd doesn't love it. Mm -hmm. Isn't that part of the point of the lip sync itself is you get the crowd into it mm -hmm. and involved in the song because it's a good song. Uh, there's a lot of good Canadian stuff, but there's a lot of bad Canadian stuff. There's a lot of bad music everywhere. So yeah, absolutely. Listen, I, I don't care if we already use Kylie. Give me Kylie again. 
Give me eight weeks of Kylie. I don't care. She's got enough songs to do that, but whatever. This is the song we have. Gabby brought you comedy to the song. Isis gave you a little drama and beautiful um, camera moments. I don't know if she was playing for that camera, but whoever was the cameraman on stage left. Ooh, money shots, money shots. It's not a finale song, but again, they made the best of the track with what they're wearing because, you know, beautiful gowns. We've seen um, some very, very terrible song choices for the finale, namely UK One with um, I'm Your Man uh, and those giant gowns. I don't know. For me, as far as lip sync goes, Isis with that power pose at the back of the stage with the lights, like, that was the moment. It was so good. Any other thoughts on this lip sync? It felt that when they edited it after the for what we saw, it did feel like if you uh, if I wanted to be that 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 person, it was like okay, the amount of seconds that each one was on screen. Obviously, ISIS had I think at least double than what Gabriella had because every time they would focus on Gabriella, it would be for like it wouldn't be for a long. It would be like really quick. They move back on to Isis. So watching that, I was like, "Oh, you're you're now telling me as a viewer that Isis has now won the season." So when you hear her name, don't you're, you? There's no shock, even though watching the entire episode, you were kind of being geared. At least for me, watching it, I felt like the storyline that you're throwing at us is a Gabriella win. Now that we've gotten the finale. The lip sync is showing us. That no, Gabriella did not win this lip sync because we 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 stopped showing her. There was a point where I was like, "Was she there? Like, <laughs> did she disappear?" Um, yeah, like I wasn't mad at the end because like like the two of them I felt were both deserving of the crown. But also, it's like if you're gonna bring back a girl for an international all stars, Gabriella is the girl to bring back. So I was like, you know, sometimes girls don't win because. They want to keep using them in the franchise till they're like, nope, we can't use you anymore, so here's your crown. That's fair. That's absolutely true. Now, since Rue does not want to get out of her seat, we are bringing back Spanky Mother Tucker, who looks fabulous in red. Uh, She has become obsessed with this mesh material because she wears it in almost every single look she's worn since the show. Uh, Maybe it's a very good stretch. I don't know, but she loves that Mm -hmm. mesh. Also, she is holding the beautiful scepter. And this, my friends, will begin the start of the mystery of the crown. What ha- happened to the crown? A new block talk, true crime mystery podcast. Let's talk about the crown and scepter first right now. Devin, stunning. <laughs> um, I, I loved it even more when I saw it last episode and how they lit it. I was like, yes, that. Like they nailed the lighting on it, not to toot my horn, but it looked so good in that lighting. Yeah. So good. <laughs> um, any inspiration or any what was your design process for this one? Um, so I guess of the ones you've seen so far, the I guess that was the last one I sent out. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I was so tapped with like trying to figure out something to like different to do for it um because there's there's been a few crowns on in the last few weeks so it's and they all happened at the exact same time here so i was doing multiples at the same time so 
it, it, it honestly is was quite mentally draining but i just kind of just let things just kind of happen i was like let's go kind of pageanty kind of get the arc of the the sydney opera house kind of vibe with the back curve on it was kind of where, where i was going with it um but yeah i i just i ideally i just so I kind of went with something a little kind of classic with a little bit of edge was kind of how i came together with this one Oh, so you because of the Sydney Opera House, you determined that it had to be an Aussie winner. So it's your fault. I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, I am the reason that Australia. <laughs> I have that much in. No, <laughs> I was, was going to say, like uh, looking at it, pageant is the first word I would have used because it is stunning. Like it is regal. That is what a like Miss Continental wants to wear. So, uh, congrats to our winner. Um, the winner, RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under season three is I Save as Loren. Do we agree? All right, we're gonna start with Devin. I I think I use the the challenge wins as my initial yes no factor, and if I if I remember, she had the most wins, so she did. Made sense. Ophelia, I agree because same challenge wins, won the lip sync, like won the challenge of this episode won the look so i it just makes sense precious he was robbed no I'm sure. <laughs> no um no like i said i think going in isis and gabriel both had the same chance of taking home the crown um can this continuing on this tradition this entire year of the person with the best track record has actually won the season continues um there hasn't really been any upsets as of yet but we still have a few more shows to go through um and yeah so i do think it's like i do think isis deserved the win and i do think uh, like i said earlier i'm like a lot of girls they see who can we still use later on down the line because you know they signed their life away for a good few years um so yeah so i wasn't surprised by Isis's win. Um, she was very clean. She did. She, there was no like. She had no bumps. I think that's the only other thing was. I do like a winner that stumbles to the crown. Like has a moment where they're like, oh, they fucked up that week, but they still like you know still persevered. Uh, then having someone who's like flawless the entire way through, and you're like, oh, okay, well she won. All right, that wasn't exciting. And that's how I feel because I do understand why Isis won. I do think. I need some personality out of my winner. Gabriella would have been that. Um, I also think because the fandom was not backing Gabriella, it made the show not have a reason to be like, well, the fans wanted it, so we can do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's okay. I just, I, again, as I said earlier, I don't necessarily click with Isis because maybe she is a little too perfect or maybe the competition around her wasn't as strong as it could have been. Um, but I'm just not enamored with her victory. I'm not necessarily sure I'm going to go rush out and go see a nice to save us show, mm-hmm. but she still won. Now she will get to hold the scepter and prance like a winner. No crown to be seen. Also at the official viewing party, she was given a little tiny rinky dink tiara. Where is this beautiful crown? Now, I do know that it took Spanky like months before she got hers. Uh, no, maybe it, Stan it, still it has it. It was a full it. year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe someone at Stan Australia still has it. 
Uh, but I'm sure when she does get it, she will do a fabulous photo shoot and Amp's accessories will share it on their story. <laughs> oh, we would never do such a thing. Never. <laughs> um, but also we just have to talk about it. How awkward was it for Florida to just come out and be like, hi, it's me. I'm still here. Yeah, that was just like, mm. I mean, I don't want to say like keep her backstage, but almost like actually keep her backstage. It was just it did it did feel like it, it either was like a moment to be like, hi, just pretend she's already gone and she's left and packed and she's out, off. But no, it's like you have her coming in and like, yay, you won! I didn't get to watch it. And, you know, it was yeah, it was just, it was just a weird moment to be like, music plays, floor comes from backstage, and you're just like, okay, that's just. All right, I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast up. Are you ready? No. Where does ISIS rank amongst the winners? Ophelia, give me a top, bottom, top, middle, bottom. Bottom, unfortunately, just because there wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of character development, and just it, they like you folks were saying, uh, they were just too perfect the entire time. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree. I think she's like very much in the bottom, top bottom, maybe. Um, maybe she'll do amazing things after the show. I yeah. don't know. But right now I'm just like, yeah, she was there. Yeah, okay. I think I would, I would agree. Like, like, especially if you're looking at the winners from just this year alone, she's a low placement. Uh, so when you add that onto like the Ubra, it's yeah, it's like I think I think she would be like she did good. She was stunning. Her looks were amazing, but I think her personality just was like it never she never really her personality never really shined for me. So I think I would I would she'd be lower on the lower end just for that alone. Who will be the first three phone calls to get a call for an all stars reverse the world season? Precious, I'll start with you. Um Gabrielle, Floor, Bubba Love. Oh, interesting. Ophelia. Uh, Gabrielle, Floor, and I'm gonna say Amel's gonna come back. I think. Whoa. They... <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like Amel has more to give. Okay. Okay. Devin, do you have three names you want to see again? Uh, yeah, I think Gabrielle, Floor, and they—they they might bring back Ashley Madison to see if she corrects her nipples. I can mm-hmm. see Ashley coming back. I, I, I know I I know I said it earlier, but I think just for the iconicness of what she did, I'm going to go with Gabriella. I'm going to go with Floor. I'm going to throw in Ivory simply because of the fainting thing, because that mm-hmm. is something they're going to want to keep on throwing out there. Um, will she do well? She might, because she did have a decent package. But who knows? I alluded to it earlier. I'm going to ask the question now. How can we fix Drag Race Down Under? Ophelia, I, I think you have an idea. Tell me. Uh, I think it should be a different host. I think if they have an Australian host, I think that that would just go better. I think Rue just needs to stay in the U.S., maybe even give her the reins to U.K. I, I'm cool with that. I know. Controversial opinion. But I think I think that would be the first start, is just handing over the reins to an Australian queen. Is there a universe, Precious, where Courtney Act gets the phone call and says, okay, fine, let's squash the beef, host the show? No. I I, I don't I don't think she's I don't think Rue will ever say tell say 
let's squash the beef. Um, I think, no, I think Rue does not like her. And I don't think she'd ever let her take the reins. I think, I think if she would have, it would have been Drag Race Down Under hosted by Courtney Act to start. Not, not, it would have been, she would have been the second, like, contestant to get the to get the gig after after brooklyn um i do i think agreed it's like even if it becomes rupaul's drag race hosted by Michelle visage and you bring on a drag queen to co-host you can do something like that and maybe that's when you bring back one of the former girls um who you know was a fan favorite that to like that could host or even if you or even if you like brought in ketamine to be the co-host her and Nia used to host a drag competition show uh, in, sure in New Zealand. So it's like, you could even bring Anita, like, you know, cause she's a fan favorite. Like you could easily bring back either that. Cause I know, and I know in another alternate universe, it would have been Art Simone as the host, but they right. didn't do that route. And that's why they pushed Art so hard season one. Is there a universe where Art could do it? I think so. I think, I think enough time has passed and I think Art, I think if they came back and either either having RP the main host with Michelle co-hosting or have it be Michelle host and have her co-hosting, I don't I think fans wouldn't be mad at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want vanity. I'm just yeah, vanity. I want Listen, vanity. There's still there would have been a multiverse somewhere where if she didn't break her ankle, she would have been on the season one. I like when they pull the host from outside of the franchise. Mm-hmm. I think that that's really fun and cool because it's like you're not really yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think as soon as you start tapping them past contestants in as co-hosts or hosts that immediately removes them from any like all-stars franchise that they could ever do because it would be sort of bias if they can does back. it not <laughs> necessarily because you know pangina pangina got the, got the <laughs> gig to host in thailand yeah. before they started the multiverse that is the drag race franchise and she came on and they brought her in to do an all-star season uh or like the uk versus the world uh, so she actually became mm-hmm. she went the the other route of host first contestant mm-hmm. second um i think i think you can i think you probably get away with that um to be like, yes, I've, I, you know, I did the run as, as a contestant, lost my season. Yes, I've been able to come back and, like, I don't know, I guess you could say the same thing. Like, could you bring on Jiggly again for another All-Star season now that she has, you know, judge judging panel host on her on her resume? Um, all, you know, I think it's still not, it's like, it's still, you're still, it's like, you're, you're it's a different, uh, different animal than being behind the, the judging panel. Well, Bring all of them back as a past contestant who have judged season. <laughs> I'll watch it. Uh huh. I mean, we already know Brooklyn would probably win, but oh yeah, um, it would be so much fun to watch. I'd watch mm-hmm. it. Or just one like four episode thing where you have all the the hosts like do some little fun competition for charity. Like let yeah. me watch that. Let me see them all play the game. Um, even let that's Rude that's your it. global all stars right there. It's just the hosts. For for a charity event, <laughs> um, I think the other way to fix Drag Race Down Under is to really tap into how the other international seasons do it. The thing that we have had little hints of in this franchise is the cultural impact through their art. Every other international franchise really dives into what their culture does and influences their art and their drag. We are really seeing the an Americanized version of an Australian 
television program and it's mm-hmm. not quite fitting. So I think really, like I said, Priscilla is is something that has to happen because it is so Australian and rooted there. Um, give us more challenges that fit into that universe. Um, there's a lot of history when it comes to Australia that they just sweep under the rug like it doesn't exist. Bring mm-hmm. it in. Let let us understand, let us learn, let us understand why Australia is not a great country, just like America is not a great country too. Like, let us understand that as well. And I do think they need to tap into the international seasons, bring the contestants back for the finale, let their presence be known and let them know you are part of our show from beginning to end. You're not just gone. And Mm -hmm. in America, obviously we have the reunion and everybody comes back for it. And then they're in the finale. That's not how it is here. And it's the only one that really doesn't do it. Even UK has leaned into this. Um, So whether it needs to be a longer season beyond eight episodes, more contestants, I don't know which one it is. Um, And also when it comes to the casting, like, this cast felt a little green and it kind of showed because yeah. the energy wasn't there. Maybe there needs to be a deeper casting call where you're really putting them on screen more and testing them out because if the energy in the room is not explosive, what we see as the audience is not going to be entertaining. Yeah. Um, and it, again, it comes down to the host and Rue really felt tapped out this season. Um, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, I I do think maybe having a larger cast might make it more fun because then you do have longer, uh, you have more episodes you can do. You can change up the challenges uh, where it's not quite leaning towards one thing. Because I think we had, what, one design challenge and Mm -hmm. it was either a comedy challenge or a music challenge. That's all we had. Like sometimes you can feel like when you watch a season, it's doing it's comedy heavy where you're like, oh, they're trying to get a comedy queen to win this year. Other challenge, other years, you're like, there's a lot of fucking sewing challenges this year because mm-hmm. they're going for, they want it to be more of a fashionista winner. So it, I think for an audience, it's like it works out better if it's more well rounded in regards yeah. to what the challenges are. Um, like, you know, you have your staples, but I think a larger cast might be more fun to play with. And I think that's where we can start with the shape up of the, of the judging panel as well. I think that's, I, I think say- that's where it is. Yeah. Reese Nicholson has to stay no matter what. Reese Nicholson oh, is yeah. by far one of the best um, supporting judges in the entire Drag Race multiverse. Mm-hmm. Or He's just so p- or start putting him in drag and it's Reese, Reese as, the, as the main judge oh, and you bring in two new people. No, not a Fred Van Leer situation. Please, no, we're not doing that again. Um, all right. Where can we find you all on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Devin, let's start with you. Uh, Hamped Accessories on Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. We're always working on stuff. We're going to Montreal in a few weeks for kind of their drag con type things, like kind of a test. Um, And then back in London in January. So amazing. Ophelia. Uh, You can find me at Ophelia underscore drag on Instagram. And then Ophelia underscore drag is also my Venmo. Uh, and you can just catch me around the state of Maine. Like, you don't think a lot's going on up here, but let me tell you, <laughs> it is. And no, we're not Canada. <laughs> and precious. Hello. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at Harry is precious as Harry. Uh, Venmo, precious envy. Uh, and then starting this coming Monday, 
you can find me. Well, actually, not this Monday, but every Monday starting next week, we'll be doing the Miss Rock Bar pageant uh, season seven. So I will be, you know, clawing my way for a win there. Uh, yep, my actual prelim night's not till the 23rd, but you can catch me there supporting my sisters. Amazing. Well, thank you all for being here. It was a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs>